Greetings, everyone. Hey, how you doing? It's Matt Sella. Today, I will be doing a movie review for Sonic the Hedgehog, the first Hollywood animation live-action hybrid film for the iconic Blur. For this first half, I say it will be spoiler-free, pretty much refrain from giving away major plot points from the third act of the movie. Once I give my general assessment, I'd like to get into the spoiler territory and talk about some interesting things that came up during the final act and throughout. For now, this section is spoiler-free. To kick things off of what I liked is the pacing of the story. Actually, it worked pretty well for me. There weren't really any parts that felt like that they dragged on. Maybe one or two scenes lulled for a bit, but they were few and far between. I actually did like some of the character arcs and personalities of some of the cast members. Sonic, as far as I could tell in comparison to the modern video game version, is not quite as arrogant. This Sonic is very much a kid and actually shows vulnerability. Which is kind of weird seeing that in his game, cinematically, he always seemed to be in control. Minus Sonic 06, but let's not linger on that. It was definitely an origin story for Sonic, and we got to see where this Sonic came from and why he is able to run so fast, and where his heroic resolve stems from. Dr. Robotnik, played by Jim Carrey, was actually not that bad. Some fears from some is he may portray the mad scientist like Carrey's old characters, similar to Ace Ventura or The Mask, which did have hints of that. I think the -the over-the-top villain quirks would appeal for kids as Carrie's caricature may have appealed to me back in the 1990s. But going off of that, I understood that this version of Dr. Robotnik is probably the most character-complex version of the Eggman we may ever get. Not saying we really get a good guy turned bad by the protagonist. It's just he is overly confident in his IQ and technological prowess to the point where he does not even care about the input of his fellow humans and just wants to be always right. Even when faulted, Dr. Robotnik jests or shouts to cover up his surprises most of the time. He is still a cartoon villain, but I think Jim Carrey really delivers on the mad scientist we all presumed would be obsessed in capturing the blue hedgehog. Now to jump into the negatives a tad. While the human side character Tom Wachowski, played by James Marsden, which I just realized, is that a pun off of Chow? Wachowski? Anyway, was established fairly well as a character with goals and reservations, it did not really click with me when Sonic and Tom connected throughout the movie and butted heads during a couple situations. I understood what the writers were going for, But I don't know if it's because I know Sonic is a CG character and I know he's not really there made it difficult for me to suspend my disbelief. Maybe things were going too fast and some emotional parts escalated quickly and felt juvenile. Yeah, I had to remind myself Sonic is practically a kid and Tom is a young man chasing his own dreams. To conclude on my negatives, I think my overall problem is establishing some of the characters and their impact on Tom and Sonic. At least referring to where they both lived, Green Hills, Montana, it's given that Tom is the best cop in town, but since Green Hill is such a small town, he dreamed of becoming a cop in the big city of San Francisco and stop life-threatening crimes. But Sonic, who is hiding out and living in Green Hills, thinks Tom should stay and protect the people. Even though no dangerous crimes really happen in that town, I mean, that's fine. But for some reason, that relationship between Tom and the town didn't quite click for me to see that internal struggle. But I can go on and on about that. But now to address the hedgehog in the room, the visuals and the animation in the movie. It was okay. Reflecting on some of Sonic's design change, 
I think this one makes him way more easier on the eyes, and because the movie explains pretty early on that Sonic is clearly not from Earth, reinforces how easy it is to accept his appearance. Not sure because of his cartoony appearance, but I often wondered how much adjusting and re-spacing the visual artist team had to do to fit the new Sonic in the already filmed footage. For the most part, Sonic was pretty expressive, though there were a couple scenes where the animators could have pushed the acting in some spots, but due to the supposed design change, the team was limited on time, even with the release date extended. My rating, though, it's tough to call considering throughout the movie, the filmmakers clearly showed their appreciation and shout out to the Sonic franchise. The humor was pretty decent, set aside from a couple of fart jokes, I am personally not a fan of those at all. Overall, I was fairly entertained. Almost close to saying that the movie was just okay, but I was in a Dolby theater, so when Robotnik used his mechs and explosions were abound, the action scenes were pretty fun, as short as they did feel. And I say that'll do it for my spoiler-free section for this review. If you have not seen the movie and do not want to be spoiled on things that may have to do with the final act, then bail out from this podcast vid. However, be sure to leave a like and subscribe before you do. Visit my Patreon or donate at Streamlabs to support me directly. Links in the description below. Okay, you have been warned. Spoilers ahead. Y'all ready? All right, here we go. So I may be going out of order here, but I really want to talk about the very last scene or scenes at the end. After Dr. Robotnik was pushed through the ring portal to the mushroom planet, we kind of get a time skip where we see him shaving his hair and donning the big iconic mustache. I remembered back when I was giving my thoughts on the initial Sonic movie trailers, we got a shot of Jim Carrey looking more like Dr. Robotnik with the bald head, mustache, and goggles, and I called out that that would probably be the last scene or a post-credit. And it turns out I was right. But I wish I was wrong, to be honest with you. I get the movie is supposed to be some of an origin movie for Sonic, but I wish the trailer didn't show Jim Carrey in the full Robotnik look and left it more as a surprise. But I get it. It's for marketing to say, hey, kids, don't worry. Well, Jim Carrey looks nothing like Big Eggman. He will eventually look like Dr. Robotnik. So come see our film. I kind of hate it when movies put third act scenes in their trailers. Takes away the surprise and impacts those scenes that they could have had. But we actually do get a surprise in the post credit scene, which reveals to us that if this movie gets a sequel, we will see Tails in the next installment. I kind of figured we'd get a hint at another Sonic character making an appearance, but I did not expect a full body and voice cameo like that. I tried to look up who voiced the two-tailed fox, but couldn't find it. I did find a site that says that Tails coming from the ring portal, seeming to imply he's looking for Sonic, counts as a plot hole. I don't know if I'd label it as such, as not knowing a character's intention could be labeled as so. Piggyback off of that, I did find it weird that later in the movie, when Sonic eventually gets his iconic red shoes, I wasn't sure how well done that was. It was cute that the little girl offered him new shoes, but with Tails coming in with similarly designed shoes, as far as I could tell, that seems a little odd to me that they'd be so similar, but maybe I'm just nitpicking at this point. Jumping back to the first act, which may not seem like spoilers, but ties into Tails and Sonic a little bit, is Sonic's origin on his island when he was very little. It was cool to see the Emerald Hill setting, but was taken by surprise when it was revealed that Sonic indeed had unique powers and was under foster care of a great owl named Longclaw, I think? I'm not sure who voiced her either, but I believe 
believe that was her name. Then pursued what reminded me of the Echidna tribe from Sonic Adventure. Reflecting on all of this, my friend speculated that what if the bad Sonic design was a ploy to get people more curious about the movie? Similar to how Deadpool was pitched to the public, obviously different circumstances between a pitch and something made that would need rework. But considering that there were quite a handful of cartoony Sonic-like characters, I do think my friend's theory has some weight to it. If changes to Sonic design, if they changed Sonic's design, they would have had to change the design of the alleged Echidna tribe and Tails during the post credit scene, which seems like a lot more work than initially thought. My only counteractive argument I could think of against the whole Sonic was always intended to look like that is the owl parent herself. She did not look cartoony at all compared to Sonic, Tails, and the Echidnas. But one could argue since she gave Sonic the ring portals, maybe she came from a different world that looks less stylized than him. But I could go in circles all day about that. However, the last bit I'll mention, which is not spoilers, but thinking back on Tails being considered a plot hole, I actually found Sonic's ability to be a little inconsistent. At least, in what circumstance can he move near Flash-like speed? In the bar fight, we get a Quicksilver moment, and yet, when caught in the garage, he wasn't able to react fast enough to avoid the tranquilizer dart. Another instance, he was about to dash all the way from Montana to the Pacific Ocean and back, yet was too lazy to go from the coast down to find San Francisco. Another is he could not run up or down the financial building to retrieve his bag of rings? I get maybe even if he could run up, he might have trouble running down because it's so steep, but I have no idea. There are just tiny things that just don't quite make sense with his speed ability. But what was consistent, I suppose, was during some of the emotional situations, that's when his hyper abilities kick in. Guess in a way, it's like Goku when he goes Super Saiyan. But despite some of the minor questions I have about how all of this works, I had fun nonetheless. I will say I do wish I saw this movie with Ivan. He is a way bigger fan than me when it comes to Sonic. I would love to hear his impressions, maybe in the future. Well, you heard my opinion, but now I want to hear yours. Let me know in the comment section below, have you seen the Sonic movie and did you like it? Did you not like it? What worked? What didn't work? Share your thoughts. Join the conversation. Like, share, subscribe, and consider supporting me on Patreon or donate via Streamlabs. Links in the description. This is Matt Seller thanking you all for tuning in. Thank you.